Hey, I'm Allison. And I'm Courtney. And we're just two friends who are going through the whole bariatric surgery thing together. Join us on our journeys as we walk you through the pre-op diets, eventually our surgeries. And then, you know, whatever comes next. Everybody. Welcome to episode five of the No Guts, No Glory podcast. Today we are joined by Jolene, who I am so excited to have here talking to us and answering questions. She is going to be getting the, or she already had the same procedure that I am going to be getting done. Um, so she's going to tell us more about that, share her experience with weight loss surgery, and we cannot wait. Hi, Jolene. Hi. Hi, Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here. This is my first time being interviewed and yes. <laughs> I absolutely love my weight loss surgery. So I'm excited to share with you my experience and I'm so happy to be here. I'm really flattered. I'm blushing. I'm in a sweater all <laughs> hot and excited <laughs> um, because it's such a great uh, surgery and experience that I've had. So I'm happy to join you guys. Thank you. Oh gosh, so much. thank you so much for being here. We're so excited. Um, so yeah, Courtney, take it away since this is the same surgery right. you're having. I feel like this will be. Perfect. I know I was so excited making questions for you this week. <laughs> I was like, wait, I get to ask truly everything I want to know. Um, so I guess the first thing I struggle explaining what the CD surgery is to people. Do you have like a good explanation? Um, kind of about what the surgery is and why you chose it? Yeah, I think I can explain a little bit about it. I looked into it a lot in the beginning when I was considering it as well. Um, weight loss surgeries go really far back, even to the 70s. But the Sadie surgery is relatively younger and newer. Uh, in the early 2000s, it was created and really researched. Um, the long-term known one that's widely used is the duodenal switch. And in that one, they actually had taken the stomach and did a VSG. And then below the stomach under the valve, they would reattach it halfway through the intestines and then take another part of the intestines and reattach it somewhere else. So in the duodenal switch, there was three different surgical parts that were performed. In the Sadie surgery, which is a single anastomosis, duodenal ileal bypass, um, so many words for something You're that is so a little bit it. smaller. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Sadie is instead a one loop of the duodenal switch. It's a modified version where they still do the VSG and make the stomach smaller. And then right below the stomach valve, they reattach it uh, about halfway through the intestines, about 250 to 300 centimeters from the ileal, and creates a single loop rather than a double loop, the, the duodenal switch. Um, they looked at it and they determined after so much research that it produces similar results with less risks and complications than the duodenal switch. And that's because there's less surgery involved with that one. It can be performed shorter um, and still have all the great benefits. So I always think of the DS, the duodenal switch, being a two-loop weight loss surgery, and then the Sadie being a single loop 
uh, surgery. And just by my experience, it's fantastic. <laughs> Absolutely love it. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> and I just, I, again, I think it's like the cutest name. I'm like, hi, Sadie. <laughs> So, so jealous you guys have a cute name to call yours <laughs> for real well I'm, I'm gonna make you a nickname for yours Allison. perfect I'll take it whatever you got it's gotta be better well thank you but I I hope I aspire one day that I can also explain this well <laughs> um so what helped you choose the Sadie procedure um wow you know Thinking back to the way beginning, I actually really didn't want any weight loss surgery. I saw my primary care doctor and she had noticed that my weight was climbing, my conditions and health markers were worsening. Um, I have PCOS, diabetes, high cholesterol. I started getting new knee pain and back pain and my menses were prolonged, like really on flow was overstaying her welcome by two to three weeks, (laughs) even twice a month. I had enough of her. And after my, (laughs) right. (laughs) And after my failed attempt at like my thousandth weight loss program, she referred me to a bariatric program and I had put it off for over a year. I just didn't think I needed it. I was living life. I was so happy for two decades. I was so blissful. I enjoyed the good life with my husband, two kids. I traveled. I put myself through bachelor's and master's program. I've been published in medical journals and I ate fabulously everywhere we traveled to. And I had such a great sense of self. I felt accomplished. I personally, professionally, I felt great about myself. I had an aversion to nothing. Life was glorious. I didn't, I didn't think I needed this. And then I, oh gosh, I got closer to 40. And that's when the consequences (laughs) found me. They found me in the middle of the night and started haunting me. I'm a Pacific Islander and I have a at-risk genetic makeup for literally everything. And I was swimming with a heavy BMI of 52, which puts you in class three severe obesity, major risk. And that heaviness would literally sink you to the bottom of the Marianas Trench. And this all happened right before COVID, you know, debating what what do I need to do to get myself healthier? And I started to realize, you know, I'm, I'm in pain. I, I feel so low. I'm, I'm shameful of how I look. And the horrible part, and there's an irony in this, is that I work in cardiology and I started to notice my patients were nearly the same age as me and they had heart disease and the same health conditions and it was worse seeing you know pretty much a mirror in front of you yeah Yeah, it's so scary and so here I am in cardiology telling people that they need to have better health and you know incorporate more fitness but yet my gut is stretching out my 2xl scrubs while i'm sitting there <laughs> discussing this with them it was shameful and it was horrible and the irony was not lost in me and so for years being blissfully blind everything caught up to me and i realized i can't ignore this any longer 
So I finally listened to my doctor like I should. <laughs> and I went to the bariatric program. Um, they had a conference. They talked to you and they present to everybody what the different options are, what's required of you if you join this program. And it was overwhelming. But at the same time as I was listening, I realized this is for me. This is what I need to do. I've I've tried everything I can think of and I know that this is important and my body is screaming at me that my age and my health is not getting any better so I knew that this was a choice for me and after I finished the pre-op requirements and I saw my surgeon it was him that recommended I should do the Sadie and not a VSG um, alone, that because of my extremely high BMI and that I was diabetic, I would have more success with a Sadie. And I tell you, his advice was the best advice. <laughs> Spot on. That's what my surgeon too, he was so funny. He was like, you know, the Sadie is really like the Cadillac. And he's like, we can't do it with everybody, right? He's like, it's not a good surgery for everybody. He's like, but it is a great surgery for somebody in your weight range and who has like the comorbidities that you do that we're looking to get rid of, like same diabetes. He, um, it's interesting. So you said Picos, uh, I, I am learning so much. Also duodenal. I'm learning how to say words today. <laughs> Um, but I've always called it PCOS and I have like, it's something that has truly like ruined so many moments. And, um, he was like, I I hope that it helps with that for you. Um, so go surgeons with top recommendations. I know we should listen to them more often, huh? Right. (laughs) (laughs) Totally agree. And Allison for you too, I think yours is the one that's like very heart healthy, right? Or that it, it's like better for the sleeve. Um, yeah. yeah, I guess so. I mean, I guess the surgeon was just like, I think that would be the best fit for you. I, um, Jolie and I have a, a hereditary heart disease that I was born with. Um, and it just is sort of, you know, manifested. And now that I am 41, um, it's just time. Like there's a whole lot of things and it's not about me today, so I, I won't get into it, but <laughs> It's um, that's okay. I feel you. I feel you. We're about the same age. I I totally know how you feel. Yeah. So it's just and so for me, you know, that's what they suggested. But um, yeah, I'm kind of uh, feeling a little left out. I love the name and also the Cadillac <laughs> of all the surgeries. You guys are doing great. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> he knew how to sell it. No, he was really gave us all the options. Um. Okay, so Jolene, if you feel comfortable sharing, what was your starting weight, your surgery surgery weight, and um, what is your current weight? And any of those Absolutely. that you don't want to share, you don't have to. <laughs> okay, no worries. I am not embarrassed to share at all. And actually, this is where it kind of looks like my wallet at a sushi rotary, like the amount decreases. <laughs> I'm my highest that I've measured at home is 265 and I'm only four foot 11. So that is major considering those weird healthcare charts says that someone four foot 11, 95 pounds, which I still think is crazy, but my number was way more than double that. Um, 
my highest weight with my medical records with my doctor at 52 BMI was 258. So I had lost a little bit with my own effort without the program. Um, but with the pre-op uh, program, I went down to 242. Um, so that was my surgery weight. And still, it was an excess of 147 pounds. I, that's a whole new person. Um, <laughs> I'm happy to say, as of this morning, I am 146 pounds. So yes. I literally did lose a whole you person. You did. <laughs> yes. Congratulations. Thank yeah, you. That has my to feel BMI, so healthy. <laughs> oh, yes. It definitely does. And even looking at the BMI chart, it says that my BMI is 29.5 and it's just overweight. And so I'm looking forward, you know, to still getting down to a healthy BMI. But I got to tell you, from the number 52 to down to 29, it's so daunting, but it feels so good at the same time. Yeah, that's incredible. That's like one of, oh, that's so celebration worthy. <laughs> Yeah, you're gonna awesome. get there you're yes, gonna be saying the same things <laughs> <laughs> so my I am next not next week but the following week on Tuesday is my surgery so I'm in total prepare mode um and also getting kind of the jitters <laughs> I feel like there's that pre-op point where you're like oh okay this is happening um so I'm there and one of the things I'm super curious about is like, how many days did you spend in the hospital post-op with the Sadie procedure? And also, what did you pack in your bag? Oh, good question. So I feel very happy that I was able to stay three days, two nights because I wanted to be catered to. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it was going to be painful or scary or, you know, I didn't want to climb to the second floor of my house if they sent me home the same day. So I was so happy that my doctor said, you could stay two to three days. We're going to monitor you. I was like, yes, I'm going to be waited on hand and foot. I love it. Um, I was so happy. So I packed to stay, you know, in a hotel for three days. So not like that. I overpacked ridiculously. I got so much clothes and and extra mask and so, so many little things that I didn't need. It was crazy. I did bring the essentials. So I got my comfiest pajamas and underwears and non-underwire bras, which is so important to be comfy, oh gosh, um, yes. <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. And, you know, you got all your essentials like glasses, shampoos, um, but I brought a lot of little things that I saw other people on Instagram recommend. So I brought my own feminine pads because some people said after surgery, they get their period. I don't know why. Their body just must freak out. Well, I brought my own little thin ones because we all know the hospital pads are like putting a log between your cooch. Yes. I don't know why those <laughs> things are so huge. I think they, they let you borrow the maternity ones, I swear. <laughs> yeah, like what is that? We are, it is now 2022. <laughs> we need to update that to like the always thins. I mean, they're like a dollar at the drugstore. They got to give you that in the hospital. <laughs> um 
someone else said that your taste buds changed. So I brought myself a few Fiji water bottles. That was a winner. The IG weight loss community knew exactly what it was because the hospital served me water and I did not like it. I popped open my own little Fiji waters. The nurse was totally fine with it and I loved it. And I was drinking water with sips, no problem. So that was a good one. Um, absolutely brought my phone charger and I also <laughs> brought a phone holder with a bendable arm because Ooh. I know most hospitals or facilities have like a TV to keep you occupied. But at the time Netflix had released Ginny and Georgia <laughs> and I thought it looked like such a cute Whoa, show. So yes, I was like, <laughs> you love that show. Oh, I love yeah. it. So literally it oh came God. out the week, I think before my surgery. So I was like, that's it. I'm going to be distracted. The pain won't bother me. I'm going to treat it like a hotel. And I'm going to watch my Ginny and Georgia while I'm laying in bed. <laughs> so, so I brought my bendable yes. arm. <laughs> and yeah, that, that was the best. Um, things that I packed that were so useless. Neck pillow. Did not need a neck pillow. Um, <laughs> heating pad. The hospital wouldn't let me use it because it's, it's considered an outside appliance. So they wouldn't let uh. me plug that in. Um, makeup. So useless. What was I thinking? <laughs> but I'll tell you something. So we're a military family and we were stationed in Miami. And when I was working at the hospital there, The Rock, Dwayne Johnson, walked into our <gasps> hospital. It was an unplanned Whoa. visit to see the patients. <laughs> and I learned from that situation never to have a messy bun and non-waterproof mascara. You must always <laughs> look your best. <laughs> That's so I phenomenal. brought my darn makeup bag. <laughs> That's so um, good. <laughs> I brought a book. I don't know why I thought I'd be like happy enough to read. It was not vacation. <laughs> and I brought my Apple Watch. Like, what the hell? Did I think I was gonna work out? That thing never saw the light of day. Like, I, there was oh it was gosh. so useless. Um, my husband, though, he's amazing. I love him. You know, if I take care of him, he takes care of me. So I made sure that his favorite snacks were also in my hospital bag. So while he was there hanging out with me, I made sure he was well fed so he can give me ice chips whenever I wanted him <laughs> down the hall. Bribery <laughs> tokens. Yeah, that's exactly. such a good idea. Exactly. Yes, yes, yes. So I, I can tell you, Rob listening to this is like, yes, pack my favorite chips. <laughs> Yeah, I brought some good stuff and a lot of them were great advice from the IG weight loss community. And then some of them were the most useless things that took up space in my bag that I probably could have put more makeup in in case another celebrity walked in. (laughs) (laughs) What was it like having surgery during COVID? Like, did you have to wear... I, um, so one of like where I live right now is it just moved into kind of like the highest level of COVID precautions. And I'm a little bit nervous about going to the hospital during all that. So what, what was that like? Yeah. Um, it was pretty easy. So they tested me before the surgery Mm -hmm. during the pre-op and that was great. And then anytime you left your room, you had to have a mask on or if people came in. So sometimes they had fellows make rounds. Um, or someone else would be coming in to help the person in the other half of the room. 
Um, I'd always put my mask on, but they said if you were in your room, uh, you were okay because we were tested. Um, just because I work in healthcare, I was very cautious. So I did bring my own mask and I always wore mine if anybody else was in the room around me. Um, it just made me feel comfortable because I was scared. You know, here I am um, at my most vulnerable health-wise, you know, fresh from surgery. I wanted to make sure I was safe. So that was great. And it was wonderful seeing the staff at their highest level of healthcare service. I mean, everybody's always washing their hands, sanitizing, doing double sanitizing, cleaning. Um, I feel like hospitals are doing as much as they can, even at the beginning of COVID, which is when I had mine. Um, so I felt really comfortable and I was prepared. Um, I did bring my own Clorox wipes, <laughs> but the hospitals definitely <laughs> do have their own. Yeah, and I brought extra masks. I think I only used three out of the five that I brought just because I, I use the fresh one every day. Um, mm. But I didn't feel scared because precautions were really great where I was at. And I'm sure they'll be where good where you're going to be. At. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm like, okay, I'm being with people who like literally the last thing that they want is for this to keep going. On. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's def- oh, it's one of the parts that I'm like, hmm, I did not expect to get surgery in the middle of this. Um, but awesome. Okay. Uh, so one of the things I feel like we have we have so many things in common um so when I found out at the beginning of this one of the things I got tested for was um sleep apnea for when they put you under with the anesthesia and just to like make sure that everything was okay and I found out that I had severe sleep apnea but I saw on Mm -hmm. your Instagram that you had also found out that you had that at the beginning of this year so what has changed with that with surgery Oh, yeah. When I got tested, I didn't think that I had sleep apnea. Um, I know my kids. Yeah, I was like, no way. Not me. Maybe my husband, but not me. (laughs) Um, Oh, I totally had it. My um, doctor actually had me download this app called Snore Lab, and it shares information and records how much you snore, how often, and it can even discern the type of snore or noise that you make. And so it gives you a score. And oh my gosh, it was so high. It was like in the 30s, which is like mild to moderate sleep apnea. Um, He evaluated me and thought this looks definitely weight related. Um, So I qualified for a mandibular device instead of a CPAP machine that pumps air into you. So a mandibular device holds your mouth kind of open and your jaw forward. And this helps to keep the airway open and the tongue, the back of the tongue from blocking the passage of air. It was a little uncomfortable. It's like wearing a night guard that's like crazy huge. (laughs) Have you guys ever worn a night guard? Yes. And uh, that's kind of how I started. And then at the end, it was like, nope, um, we're pretty sure everything that you're explaining in your exhaustion, you need to uh, have a machine. (laughs) 
Oh, and yeah. then I won myself a machine. Uh, so that's one of the things that I'm truly hoping is a good result and gets to go away because mine is also really, really good. Uh, you might be lucky. So after I had used it and uh, returned back for a follow-up at my six months, after losing a good amount of weight, I got retested and my score was less than five, which means normal, no sleep apnea. That's amazing. Yeah, that's yeah. like spa. <laughs> yeah, that could be you. <laughs> yes. That's one of my uh, huge like non-scale victories that I have listed. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. And then I feel like the other part that we're super similar with, and and I've seen this on your Instagram, but if you want to just tell our listeners about it, um, the surgery with PCOS, one of the things that they're hoping for me, which is uh, polycystic ovarian syndrome, they're hoping that it helps just relieve some of like the pressure around my feminine areas and that our reproductive system and that um, it'll help make my period lighter. And we'll see. Um, But I definitely, I saw uh, a few updates from you on that. So do you mind sharing um, kind of your journey with that? Sure. Yeah. Um, PCOS or PCOS. It it definitely was something. Yeah, it's called both. I I don't mind both. Um, It's definitely something that affects a lot of women. It could be hormone related or literally your ovaries have a functional issue um, but definitely mine was weight related wonderfully. My hormones must have balanced out at some point because my cysts had decreased in size and number. And I was so happy to see that. I think I had that follow-up appointment at about my eighth month, um, post-op. And I was so happy to hear that because I've had, (laughs) I've had cyst ruptures and bleeding and they were so painful. They were horrible. Um, and it was so great to, to see that not be an issue, like visually, you know, when you go in to have your medical test, some things were hard to tell, like my acne, hair loss, oily skin, mood swings, which also comes with PCOS. Um, if those were decreasing also because my eating habits had changed and, you know, I drink a lot of water now and they say those things help those factors as well. So they could have contributed to improvement. But um, one thing that didn't change was my menses. It, I'm so sorry. This might be TMI. You can <laughs> definitely take this out if it's too much for the no, listeners. Never. Um, <laughs> But because of my weight and because of PCOS, I regularly had major bleeding and blood clots. I mean, they were extremely large that, you know, I had to go see a specialist really far away um, who realized that a hysterectomy would have been better for my circumstance. So even though my PCOS decreased and I my cysts were gone, um, and my ovaries looked a lot healthier. I still had a uterine problem. Um, they found that it was like three times the normal size. And that's why there was so much um, oh, bleeding wow. and blood clots every month. And so unfortunately, I had to do another laparoscopic procedure. And <laughs> they literally butchered it inside of me just to pull it out the tiny incisions. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God, that's like another VSG coming out. <laughs> um, 
yeah, but but now it's, I'm good. My and I feel like too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one of the things with it is just like people are super. I feel like people are are like, yeah, it's weight loss. It's weight related. So I'm sure even the weight loss helped people it, or helped professionals in your scenario be like, okay, nope, there is something else going on. Mm-hmm. Um, so I I want to jump in real quick just because yeah. I had a full hysterectomy. Um, I want to say it was 35 or 36 when I had my hysterectomy and so I asked the surgeon who's doing my sleep surgery and I was like you know I had a full hysterectomy what would you say the pain difference is between you know what we're going to be doing and that and he said that it's about the same but the sleeve will be just a little bit more painful because of more there's more um, gas you know that they're Mm -hmm. blowing up your so how did you did you have like a pain difference between the two Oh, girl, he did not lie. (laughs) (laughs) The VSG is definitely a little more painful because of the gas. And I don't know why, but even I prepped my mind for that because so many people complained about the gas pains. Um, Mm. It is so true. First of all, the gas pains, they travel upward and into your shoulders and your neck and your back. I mean, that really did bother me. But a Mm -hmm. heating pad that the hospital wouldn't let me use there, it worked (laughs) perfectly at home. You're going to be putting that heating pad all over you. (laughs) You're going to use it it so much. That helped with the gas pains, 100%. And then the um, only incision that hurt for me was where they actually pull the stomach out. It's usually the one that's a little bit bigger and it's usually right where the stomach is, you know, on your abdomen. So you'll probably have one incision that's maybe, you know, two inches while the, all the other ones are one inch. And that's because they literally pull and drag the stomach out through out all of that, of that tissue. Hole. Yeah. All Ugh. of the fascia layers, all of your muscles. So you know, everything is getting irritated and stretched out just to pull that sucker out. So yeah, that one little scission is definitely going to hurt. When I had the hysterectomy, easy peasy, those, those little incisions, nothing hurt at all. But because of the depth of the stomach and all of your amazing muscles and everything right over it, that one's going to be a little more painful. Sometimes people get major bruising or they feel like a heaviness uh, where that VSG um, incision is. And I tell you, a binder works. So if there's yeah. anything that you should get for when you get home or even the drive home so that your tummy's not shaking on the freeway, um, I tell oh, you, gosh, having that enough. binder, um, you know, wrapped around you during the day is amazing. And the heating pad. So two things must buy. All right. I mean, yeah, thanks. I Because I didn't think the hysterectomy was that painful. I remember like having a hard time getting up if I was like sitting down, but I wasn't, mm-hmm. I don't remember being in extreme pain. I just remember, you know, whatever. But so, yeah. Okay. I'm prepared now. <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> Game I, face. I hope I made it sound horrible because then now <laughs> you're going to think, oh, this is easy peasy. <laughs> <laughs> oh. No, no, it's, it's good to, I feel like it's good to have a kind of a milestone or a, I don't know what it's called, but something to compare it to. I think it's good just to have like a, you it know, it's going to be butterflies and rainbows. Yeah. I, and I, right. It's, it's real. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Jolene, what was your biggest post-surgery surprise? Like, what what just kind of came out of nowhere for you? Uh, I've been thinking a lot about this because I've learned so much post-op, not just about losing weight, but how I feel, how I react, how others are around me. And literally the biggest surprise post-surgery is the number of aha moments that I've had. Have you ever had those? Yes. (laughs) Yeah. So Mm -hmm. Oprah coined them as like a moment of sudden inspiration, insight, recognition, or sudden like comprehension of something. Like you just have this aha moment, you know, and it's just like this amazing self-realization. And I loved it when I first heard her describe it and it stuck with me. And then post-op, I realized... chills listening to you right now. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, but I tell you, you're going to have chills when it happens to you because they are like gifts from life. Gifts from, I don't know, Mother Nature, from the Lord, from the universe that make us enjoy our existence. I, I love them every time it happens to me. And they are my biggest surprise. And... I've had so many. I knew that I'd be excited when I watched the scale go down, but there's so many moments where I've had joy that's unreal that I never thought I would have just because of having this one weight loss surgery. I mean, literally, when I sit in a car bucket seat, the spaciousness of not like having the seat dig into your shoulders or your hips or you know, I was on metformin for diabetes for the longest time. And when my blood work came back, and it was perfect, I wasn't even close to borderline diabetes. I tell you, the sound of swiping all of those bottles and hearing it rattle into the trash can. Like Mm. I literally cried. It was one of those aha (laughs) moments. (laughs) Yeah, like you know, I don't have diabetes. I don't have a health problem. It was so. It felt so good, and you know, I'm I'm also um, Catholic, and you know, I remember sitting in church one time, and I was um, putting my hands in prayer, and even just wrapping my two hands together and crossing my fingers together. It it felt like I was holding like my little niece's hands. I couldn't believe how slim and tiny even my hands had gotten. It was, it was so amazing to feel leaner, to feel healthier. It was amazing. And even just the little things, I'll be shopping in a store and I will go to the clothing rack and I will think like, what am I doing reaching for the back? I'm not an extra large. I can reach at the front now. I can fit a smaller and medium. It's, ah, there's so many times I'm like at Target looking at the rack and I'm like, this is amazing. And I'm like singing to myself. (laughs) It's gifts to yourself. It's so good. Those aha moments, you're going to love it. Um, The most embarrassing one though was my son was late for soccer. We were running he was going to be late and they have to do push-ups if they're late to the field. So we both got out of the car and we're running to the field and I'm ready to, you know, throw his backpack on the ground so he can hurry up and join the practice. And my shoe flies off. And I realized <laughs> like, what just happened? It's because my feet is smaller. 
And I don't. Oh my god, I can't I wait never, for that. <laughs> oh my gosh, I didn't tie my shoelace tighter. It's crazy how slim you feel, and you have these moments of like life hitting you in the face that you are a new person. I love it. I love it. I love it. Those are my favorite moments. Biggest surprises. Is oh my gosh, your positivity. Moments. Yeah, your positivity is infectious right now. Which is- <laughs> I'm like cheering. I'm, so, I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to walk into the hospital right now and tell them like, I don't know. We got to find a bed, guys. We got to do it. I can't wait anymore. Yeah. I'm so like, obs- I'm just so excited. And like, do you feel like your positivity has been with you this whole time? Or did you have some bad days? And if you did, how did you turn them around? Because obviously I had to tell you, like Courtney and I were talking about this earlier. I spent like, way too many hours today on TikTok just like under the hashtag of like these surgeries and getting so discouraged so like being able to talk to you today Jolene is just like so refreshing and so so how did you handle your hard days because I mean this is real life I mean this was you know how did what did you what was your what's your secret oh my gosh Oh, gosh, I've had so many hard days. And I've had so many hard moments where the happy tears totally ended. And, you know, I even fell a couple times. But I tell you what, I never laid there. I always told myself, this is what I wanted. This is what I chose for me. And I just mentally choose to never let the past have like power to define my future. And that's what I want. I want to move forward. I've made so many mistakes in the past, being blissfully blind, eating like a maniac, you know, and throwing to the wind all of my cares. And um, I tell myself I'm never going to go back there. And one of the biggest things that helps me is to look back. So if anybody ever sees my Instagram, like, Literally, it really is an accountability diary. I don't sell anything. I don't try to post or, or you know, um, get people to buy stuff. Like literally, it really, I opened up that account just for me because seeing how far I've come really helps me. Seeing my differences, like before and after pictures, they are my biggest motivators. And so, you know, anytime that I have a bad moment or I had one of those darn Ferrero Rocher gold candies that <laughs> I just cannot say no to. You know, little I, crap. I, oh my gosh, they're so beautiful. <laughs> I love those little gold candies. <laughs> um, I, I look back to that and, you know, I look at my phone album or I would literally look at my accountability diary, my Instagram page, and I, and I remind myself, you know, all of the crap I put myself through how hard it was, you know, to stay on the treadmill at least 30 minutes, you know, I knew it would be, it won't be easy. Nope. But will it be worth it? And it's absolutely in all those hard moments. I look back. So, you know, when people say they're starting an Instagram for themselves or a diary for themselves, or even just hanging pictures on a wall and making themselves a vision board, I say, do it. Because nothing is more motivating than seeing something visual in front of you. And then when it's yourself and you see how much you've done, how successful you are, um, that's a main motivator for me. So I I definitely have moments where I just feel like I want to give up or I don't want to follow the rules or 
something hurt my feelings and I just want to have a tub of ice cream, I mm. will look back at how far I came. I will look back at those before and after pictures and they totally helped me. Um, and you- like those crazy inspirational quotes, you know, they're like all over Pinterest, <laughs> the internet and Instagram. I love those. And I literally do post them a lot because they're for me. They're reminders yeah. for me. Sometimes I go back and I read them, you know, and, and sometimes I'll even see the comments under it. And I love how people that I've never met root for me. And that's what you'll find, you know, you love rooting for yourself, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. You yeah. rooting for yourself, people rooting for you, you know, mindset is everything. And I'm not always 100% positive and my husband can tell you I can be super moody. <laughs> um, yeah, I I force myself to look at the positive, look forward, and to keep hustling because the only way I'm going to get leaner or I'm going to get fitter or healthier is if I do it. So, yeah. yeah. Well, I, I think that's does it that way. Yeah, no, it's a great way. And, and I mean, I think it, there's like, it's just so inspiring to hear you talk. Um did you take a lot of before photos because, or did you like, because it's so hard. Cause I'm like, I really, Oh, I cringe. I don't want to be in front of a camera at all, but did you do it? And are you glad that you have them or do you wish you had more? Oh, I definitely wish I had more. I refuse to be in pictures before, especially if I did have <laughs> yeah. to be in one, I only wanted it like maybe neck up, you know, mm-hmm. or hiding yes. behind people. <laughs> I wish yeah. I had more like real candid photos. Um, But I do remember someone saying, take as many pictures as you can. And so right before my surgery, a few days before, I took a whole lot in two uh, little outfits, a green and a black set. And um, I use that as my go-to that I always go back. I try to recreate those and so I can see my changes. So Mm -hmm. I wish I took more, but at least, you know, a few days before my surgery, I took the ones that really I needed to see and they were horrible. I never even wanted to post them, but you know what? Once I put it out in the world, I was like, no more hiding. (laughs) I I put it out there. This is now going to force me, you know, it's, it was something that was so helpful for me. So yes, take a lot of pictures. Okay. I know. Yeah. I feel like we're the same person with you describing like neck up only and yep. don't want to be in front of a camera. Um, and a I know great you have, angle. Yeah. Um, make sure that phone camera is super high above me. Yes. Yeah. All of those tricks. All um, the tricks. All the tricks. Did you, and I know you touched on a little bit, like make sure we have the heating pad and make sure, um, Oh crap. What was the other one that you said you made sure you had when you were at home? But that's my question. Like, what did you have at your house or what did you wish you had at your house once you got home for those early few weeks that really made your life easier? Did you prep and make sure you had lots of protein shakes? Did your taste buds change and you hated all those protein shakes? Like, (laughs) What were the things that like we should have in our houses? And also, I saw you love the Fairlife ones that we are currently vibing on. (laughs) Oh, those are my favorite. So yes, (laughs) stock up on Fairlife. I did stock up on a bunch of variety of stuff because I've heard so much about the taste buds changing. Um, Mm -hmm. So definitely have a variety of proteins, uh, thick ones, like the Premier Proteins and Fairlife, and then also thinner ones. So um, 
I think it was Powerade or one of the other ones. It's like a protein-based, I think it's Gatorade. Um, that's a protein-based sports drink. So that helps oh, yeah. with water and protein too. So I had some of those. I got IsoPure with different flavors. Hmm, that was a very expensive one that ended up in the recycle bin. <laughs> Ooh, okay. Um, it's good to know because that's like my go-to right now. And yeah. it, the texture, I'm very worried about the texture after surgery. Yeah, it you, you're you're Tech, your tastes will definitely change if I might go up and down. Um, so variety is good. The one that we had mentioned earlier was a binder. Make sure you have a good binder because for some reason, that one VSG scar, as gravity and your tummy gets skinny and your skin starts to sag, it pulls on it. And it feels like those internal stitches are also pulling. So having that binder tight around your waist felt so good. And I loved it. That helped a lot. The other thing that was super helpful was having Tylenol dissolvable pads. So Mm. um, my doctor had prescribed pills for me, and I did not handle them very well in the hospital. Um, When we got home, uh, I had smaller versions of the Tylenol. Still, I mean, swallowing them, I wanted to gulp water to bring the pill down and it just wasn't working but the Tylenol dissolvable packs were a godsend I love them so much I ran through them so fast trying to avoid Percocet because I didn't want the constipation that my husband had to run out for more (laughs) and more I think he probably bought the whole store because I kept sending him to get more (laughs) and um still to now those are my favorite I will use the dissolvable packs for anything. I will not, I will not take a pill. I don't know why. It's just, I'm not used to gulping things anymore. So taking down a pill feels much harder. So that's a great, that's another follow-up question that I had. How are you hitting your water goals? I mean, I love, I drink so much water in a day, but I gulp everything. I gulp everything. (laughs) Everything. And, and I drink, I drink while I eat. And like, I, I know that's like a big no. So like, how did you deal with the water? How do you keep up with the goals? Do you have a, a like a special water jug thing? Like what's, tell us all your secrets. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, not, not many of them are secrets because I learned them all on IG too. So uh, before I had surgery, I taught myself to sip a lot because our bariatric program required that. They told us no more gulping, no straws. So I was sipping in preparation so that it would become like subliminal or like habit. And then um, after the surgery, I just, I didn't like consuming a lot. My tummy was always really tight, but I would take really tiny sips constantly. Um, And my husband was great. He would bring me um, one of those little three ounce cups and keep filling them up. And just keep bringing it to me. And um, we have this like little whiteboard that we would put little tally marks <laughs> for how much water. Oh, yeah. Because that's we such a so great scared. idea. Yeah, I, it, it was so helpful. I learned that online too. And it was, 
it really helped me stay on track. And he also helped me make sure that I was getting enough water in. And then after the first week, I was good on my own. So I did buy one of those um, water bottles that had the ounces listed on the side. And I would keep sipping it and make sure that I finish it by a certain time of the day and then refill it again. Um, so I feel like even though we're not supposed to be consuming a lot post-op, it felt like I was consuming all the time just to get enough <laughs> water cooking in. It was like mm-hmm. constantly all day sipping, sipping, sipping. So, yeah. you know, a lot of people say, oh, after weight loss surgery, you're not going to be taking in much. Oh, no. It feels like you're taking in all day long. <laughs> yeah. and what is it, like 64 ounces in a day? Is that yeah. what you're saying? Yeah. And okay. I used to gulp that like crazy. And Mm -hmm. yeah, that becomes so hard. You've got to sip it. And if you don't start early in the morning and do it throughout the day, by the time it's the evening, you're going to feel it. You're going to be lethargic. You're going to be dizzy if you're not hydrated. Um, Some people even have a really adverse reaction. If they don't drink enough water, they can faint or they end up going to the ER because they feel horrible and they're scared it's because of surgery, but actually it's because they're dehydrated. So, yeah, Yeah. so big one, make sure you take in your water. Super important the first two weeks to really stay on that while your body's trying to heal. Okay, that's awesome. That's such good info. Um, And then, well, Courtney, did you have a question about protein shakes? Yeah. So I'm just curious about protein in general. Like something that I admittedly suck at is eating protein. Um, I'm excited for different ways to add in like yogurt and whatnot, but do you have any tips or tricks about just meeting protein goals um, and keeping up with it? Um, I pretty much added protein and everything or always made that my first thing to eat off a plate. Um, in the beginning, when you're doing liquids and purees, it's really hard. So I use the isopure protein powder that's flavorless, and I sprinkled it in everything. I mixed it in everything. I even made my own little tuna tartare <laughs> and tuna is a protein, <laughs> and I sprinkled some protein powder on top of it too. <laughs> Could you yeah. taste it at all, or did it just kind of like blend in with it? Um, If you mix it really well, you won't notice it. But when it was in a plain glass of water, I can, I can taste a little difference and I can feel the grit. So I always like putting it in my food. So if I pureed like um, sweet potatoes, or I had like a mushy um, zucchini paste, (laughs) <laughs> during the puree <laughs> I put protein powder into there and I didn't even notice it and so that's how I got a lot of my protein in in the beginning awesome that's awesome that's such a great tip I don't mm-hmm. do you have that stuff at your house court or no not yet I don't yet but I'm go- I'm going to because I you're ordering like, it as you speak <laughs> literally <laughs> oh I just one need- thing <laughs> yeah try uh look up reviews of Jenny Pro. So I bought a big bag of Isopure and I had to stick with it because that thing cost 60 bucks. But so many people said the Jenny Pro flavorless protein is the best. So look up, look up those two, look up the reviews and see which one might be better for you. Or I don't know if it's possible to get samples or something of it, but um, that is another amazing brand that a lot of other people bought. Okay. Thank you. Thank you yeah, for that. that. Seems like a really good tip. <laughs> oh my gosh, another... are they gonna 
I hope they pay you for this. This is a great oh. ad for them. <laughs> right, Fairlife? <laughs> we got to get on it, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> We're not sponsored. We're just trying to, like, know all the things and make sure everybody else does, too. Um, what about vitamins? How do you get your vitamins in? Do you do patches? Do you do chews? Do you, you said you don't like pills. So do you have dissolvable? Which, what, what, are you, what are you doing? Yeah, uh, my bariatric program was amazing. Before anybody has surgery, during the pre-op, they tell everybody and they give everybody the sheet to get samples from all these different places. Um, We got loads and loads of samples. And they told you to, for the next three weeks, start to try them. Also, that helps build up vitamins within you and try each Mm -hmm. different one and see which one you like. I already was able to whittle down, I think, eight different companies down to two companies that I love the most. And then post-op, I had tried the two and I found one that worked the best for me. And um, I found that chewables were the best and um, anything that was soft, like a Starburst kind of chewable had Mm -hmm. worked for me even better so um, I definitely recommend getting samples, seeing what works best for you, um, like flavor-wise and texture-wise, and then order that so that when you're home after surgery, you have it ready to go. Um, okay. My bariatric program prescribed us the vitamins. Unfortunately, it was like a <laughs> horse pill. It was huge. <laughs> I can't even take a little Tylenol pill down it. They gave me this huge gel tab. I was like, no, I don't care if it's free. We're not doing this horrible green thing. So I ended up sticking with um, bariatric fusion. That's the chewables that I love the most. And mm-hmm. it's like candy, easy to take. All right. Love that. Um, and then I have one more question. Sorry, I'm like, coming in hot with all my questions, but (laughs) one of the things that I'm sort of afraid of, and honestly, after talking to you, I feel like the things you listed are so non-scale victory that like, this probably won't even be a thing. But in my head, I'm so afraid of being like going out to eat with our friends and like, am I going to feel left out because, you know, it's going to be different than everybody else who maybe hasn't had this surgery. So how do you tackle, like you have a family, you know, your like, how do you tackle going out? Um, to a restaurant. Mm-hmm. Going to restaurants. Ooh, that's like my favorite all time. I feel like I'm a foodie. <laughs> There's nothing that I won't eat or try. I think every country I've been to, I've always wanted to try something eclectic or rare or from yes. that place. So I loved eating. We're taking you on vacation with us, Everything. <laughs> oh my gosh. Watch out. I might make you eat sea urchin and stuff. Perfect. <laughs> I think uh, uh, Jolene is oh our new God. best friend. She just doesn't know it. No, literally. <laughs> <laughs> True. This is our, we definitely feel the same you way You can't shake us anymore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I love food. And eating definitely out is hard. Um, if I have time, mm-hmm. I look up the menu that they have. Usually, most places have a good variety of options that I can have. I'm not really confident in asking a chef, you know, to make it my way, no salt, no oil or things like Mm -hmm. that. So I try my best to pick something that's um, grilled, raw, um, steamed, and usually most restaurants do have that. 
Um, so I definitely check menus. I'm also not afraid uh, to ask at least for an extra plate. So when they serve me something like huge, like from the Cheesecake Factory, I do <laughs> scoop some stuff <laughs> onto a separate plate so I can visually see, you know, what's the right amount for me. Because I always get scared that I might overeat and then get sick when I'm mm-hmm. out of the house. Um, and I also don't like the feeling when I overeat or if I'm like chasing restriction, you know, how much more can I have? Cause it tastes so good. I get really scared of that. Um, so I do use a smaller plates or I separate my food. Smart. Um, my family loves to eat with me or take me out <laughs> to restaurants. Because if I order something for myself, they know they're going to get extra. They get the benefits. benefits. Oh my gosh, they really do. So they love that. But even at home, um, they've been really supportive and they've been totally on board with trying to eat healthy too. Um, My husband's in the military, so he has to maintain a proper weight and health. So it helps as well. My kids are athletic. Um, so they're used to eating pretty healthy, but they also had to learn to not overeat and not to cook too much. So we've built good habits as a family. Um, so that's really helped. So even when we go out to restaurants, uh, they do like to order all their favorites that I won't cook for them at home, like burgers and fried chicken and waffles. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so they'll have that and I have built so much tolerance by now that I can smell it and I can see it and I can say no. And that I think is going to be one of the aha moments you're going to love is your ability to make those amazing decisions and not feel bad about it and actually feel really good about how you're choosing to um, feed your body. Awesome. Yeah. I love that. I have two rapid fire questions for you, Jolene. And then, um, I, this has been amazing. You're, we have to have you back. You're just incredible. (laughs) (laughs) So the first thing like you, I mean, anybody who is leaving this episode is going to be so inspired. Where can they find you on Instagram to just get more of this amazingness? Oh, sure. You can find me at jolene.get.com. And my um, Instagram handle is kind of a play on my name. My my name is Jolene, J-O-L-E-E-N. But my Instagram handle is a play on Lean and Fit. So it's J-O-L-E-A-N dot get dot fit. Perfect. I love that. And then really quick, what is your favorite snack after your duodenal switch? Oh, gosh. After your Sadie surgery, sorry. Yeah. Oh, favorite snack, favorite snack. Ooh, that's so hard because I do like to snack on everything. I've reached a point <laughs> where I can have a little bit of everything. Um, I would say this week I'm totally into berries and fruit with pistachios. I, I don't know what, what combination that is. It's not really... It's kind of weird. It's like mushy and crunchy, but I will go through a little container of blackberries real fast. And then you'll find me on the couch, like in the corner, in the dark at night, sometimes on a weekend (laughs) in my pajamas 
with pistachio shells all over my boobs <laughs> and my belly because I'm just like eating those little green things away. I don't know why, so good. but yeah, your taste buds will change. And I notice mine does too. So I like that little tart. And then I like that little salty crunch. So it's probably why I'm totally into berries and pistachios right now. Yeah. Oh my gosh. You have just been such a bright spot in the day today. It's been so good to talk to you. And I'm just like so grateful for your time and just being so open about everything. And yeah. And I think, Courtney, do you feel better and more, even more excited for I mean, guys, I've cried. I've laughed. <laughs> I'm so Aww. inspired. This has just been your, I, I am so happy to have you on here and I feel way more prepared for my surgery. Um, I, oh, this so is awesome. going to be valuable to anybody in any part of their journey, but Jolene, we can't thank you enough. Oh, yeah. you are so welcome. I literally, I had so much fun chatting with you guys and sharing this with you. I think if there's one thing I want you to to know or to like walk away with, especially after this podcast, is to let you know this, just that, you know, going to weight loss surgery can be hard and daunting, but you both are brave. You're beautiful. You're strong. You are so loved. And I am here for you. You can find me on IG and I will definitely answer any of your questions. And if you're if you're ever up in my neck of the woods in the Pacific Northwest, I'd love yes. to see you guys. Oh, nice I know. <laughs> now we're definitely moving there, right? So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be there next week. <laughs> I'll bring pistachios. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> it's a date. It's all fun and games until we really show up at your house tomorrow and you're like, I was just kidding, guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, well thank, thank you, you so much. much. Yeah. yeah. Have, thank have you a too. good one, guys. All right. Bye. You too. Bye. Bye, everybody. Allison and Courtney are not medical professionals. They are two friends on this journey together who want to share their experience with you for informational and entertainment purposes. While we do our best to try and make sure the information presented in this podcast is accurate and true, Allison and Courtney are not doctors. Always follow your doctor's instructions and advice first and foremost. Please consult a medical professional prior to starting any new diet or exercise program.